how to make a killing as part of the 3D printing revolution. Today's episode is brought to you by Socialpilot, the social media and marketing tool for bloggers and small businesses. Join over 20,000 social media pros at servenomaster.com backslash socialpilot today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. I'm really excited to talk about a new direction for making money online today that I think is very interesting and meets some of my basic requirements for uh, starting a new business and for a new direction you can take in. I really like any business model that doesn't require me to maintain stock. One of the hardest businesses to go into is fashion. Fashion businesses come and go, rise and fall all the time. Something like 90 or 95% of fashion companies fail. And here's why. Fashion companies depend upon predictions. And the more predictions your business depends on, the more likely it is to fail. With fashion, first of all, you have to predict a design that people will like in six months when your creation process is finished. Once you finish the design, you have to send it to the factory where it gets made. And by the time it's in the stores or people can see it, it's three to six months later at best. That's the first thing. This is why uh, you see when you go to department stores, they change everything in the store every three months to match each of the four seasons or depending upon where you live. Where I'm from, we had four seasons. Where I live now, we have one season, hot. In addition, you have to predict the correct sizes. If you have the best selling shirt in the world, but it's in the wrong size, no one can buy it. And these are just two of the predictions that can really destroy you. You can have a million dollars in size small shirts that people only want in size large and you can't do anything. Very tough because it's so cash intensive, which is why I've always stayed away from anything where you have to spend a bunch of money, put a bunch of stuff on shelves and hope people want to buy it. Now, the reason I do paperback books and the way I like doing paperbacks the way I do them is that there's no upfront risk. I do print on demand. And what's exciting about 3D printing to get into the core topic of today's episode is that it's all print on demand. There's a really cool website called Shapeways. And I'm going to take you through a couple of different business models. Don't worry. This is not a promotion just for Shapeways. But Shapeways is like Etsy. And Etsy is a store where you can sell your homemade crafts and people sell everything from belt buckles to jewelry, some amazing things. I bought a lot of stuff from Etsy and it's really wonderful. You can buy sheets and everything in between textiles and all these amazing designs and paintings. And it's all people selling art directly through a platform. Shapeways is the same thing, but it's for print on demand with 3D printers. So here's kind of how it works. Here's how this one business model for 3D printing works is you create some designs. Now, this requires the ability to use AutoCAD, which means 3D modeling. You have to be able to draw a 3D image inside of your computer so that when it gets printed out, it's correct. So there is a high level of graphic ability necessary. That is the barrier to entry for this. So today's episode is really for people that have that type of skill, or maybe you worked as an architect or you worked in, as an engineer, so you know how to use this type of software. And you can certainly learn. It's not as complicated as you think to actually learn the software. You can learn it in less than a couple of weeks to really get down the basics and start turning drawings into physical things. 
So you set up your store on Shapeways, and there's other places you could do this as well. You can set up a similar store on Etsy. Shapeways just happens to be really specifically targeting 3D printing. And you create this drawing and you can have a ring or little toys, and you just create one, right? You print off one, take a bunch of pictures with this amazing color, and then that's what people see. And people see, so you've only made one demo. So instead of making 100 of the toy you wanna to sell, you just make one. And you get to sell it over and over again as people wanna use it which is really great. I think that this is a really great place for artistic people to start developing themselves. There are also places where you can become like a service. So anyone in your area who needs a 3D design printed, they can come to you. So you can become similar to the copy shops that we have right now where people do printing. But 3D printers right now, um, there's so much technology and there's so many things going on. It's a really great opportunity for you to kind of be ahead of the curve. There are a lot of people in your area that are actually always looking for 3D printing. Toy designers, engineers, architects, small businesses that can't afford to justify owning their own 3D printer just yet. Maybe they only need one thing printed every week or every couple of weeks. More and more design work, especially for toys and moving more and more into architecture and engineering can be done with a 3D printer. So before they make the full-scale model, before they decide to do a production run of a toy, Doing it this way, doing it through a 3D printer allows them to really see what it looks like and even let some kids play with it. Or if they're testing a new engineering design, they can have something physical they can see if it actually works, if the seal forms correctly. In addition to uh, Shapeways, you can set up a shop on Etsy, like I mentioned. You can also sell stuff on eBay. You can use Shopify and create your own store. What's great about this idea is that it's all print-on-demand. You can even sell stuff on Amazon print-on-demand. All of these amazing things. Expanding the ideas is that you can also master your 3D printer and then become a teacher, teach other people how to use 3D printers, how to create designs. You can open up a craft store or run craft classes where people create their own designs and then they print them out at the end of class. Instead of going to a class and creating something out of clay or painting a pot like a lot of classes do and those places are successful because it's fun to do that, you can create a class where people can make custom gifts or amazing gifts. What if someone could come in to your little shop or reach out to you and come into your garage and together you sit down and they design that perfect ring or perfect set of earrings. And then once they have that 3D model, it can go to the next level. See, jewelry is one of the really great futures of 3D printing. So you can even start working with local jewelers and say, let me scan all of your designs. Let me scan all of your jewelry that you're making by hand right now into my computer. We can start printing out 3D models and you can then use that to improve your jewelry creation process. So you can work with a lot of local craftspeople by scanning their designs, printing off their designs. They can start replicating faster and faster. What's very interesting, another direction to go in is with architecture, right? Is if you scan someone's home or scan their dream home, they create this dream home in AutoCAD, right? So this is how we design houses and structures right now. And they tend to spend massive amounts of money to get those little models made at 120th or 1 100th scale of what the entire project will look like. But now, some of those smaller architects that can't afford to spend $3,000 for a model can come to you, spend less, they upload their, their drawing into your printer, you push a button, and their design comes right out the other end. So there's a lot of really cool things that you can do with 3D printing. And what I wanna talk about on a big scale is more about how creativity creates opportunity. I don't own a 3D printer because I move all the time. So if I wanted something printed on a 3D print, I would have to approach someone like you who has one. So before you jump into this business model, think about 
the cost. And there are a couple of barriers to entry. This is really for people that already own one or have a business model that makes sense. We're adding this in, having the print on demand element is really cool. If you're already a jewelry designer, if you're already interested in something artistic, this is a great way to go. Same with toys. And if you already have a printer, you might as well have it make back the cost. These are valuable things that you can do. Even if you don't want to do a full-time business, you can say, oh, I bought this 3D printer. What was I thinking? I at least want to make my money back. Rather than selling it, you can rent it out and charge people a small fee so that it makes back the cost of the 3D printer in less than a month. There's a lot of opportunity here, and it comes from making the decision to think outside the box. See, the barrier to entry is that 3D printers, there's a wide spectrum of quality and a wide spectrum of cost, and they all use different types of plastics and materials. They're not all created equal. There are 3D printers that are 100, 200 bucks, and there's ones that cost 20, 30, $50,000. If you happen to have one of those really expensive ones, you should definitely be constantly renting out time on it at the very least. But even with one of the cheaper at-home bottles, you can create some pretty cool stuff. You can do some things that are pretty creative. I've seen a lot of those companies that you send them your picture and then they create a bobblehead of you. You can do that now. You can take someone's picture, just have them do uh, like five or six pictures around their head in a circle, they email it to you and you do a print off of their head if they want. Being creative uh, really creates some amazing opportunity. Now, the challenge is that buy an expensive machine, then you end up trying to earn back that cost. You know I'm not about big expenses up front. However, you can buy a 3D printer for a couple hundred bucks, use that to generate enough revenue to buy a more expensive machine. Then if people want to rent time, they can rent at two different price points. So as long as you stay low cost and don't jump in and buying a five or $10,000 machine or even a $1,000 machine, you can do some pretty cool things. You can do some pretty creative things that are very interesting and moving in some directions that I like a lot. I really like the idea of anything that you only make it after people buy it. Instead of having to make 500 toys and sell 500 toys, you can make one by one. Also, there are more and more platforms and more and more places where you can get templates. There are a lot of places selling templates or you can rent templates. And so you can sell the finished product of a template that you bought. So there's some really cool things. And of course, the rules as far as licensing will change as this market grows and develops. But it's a good opportunity right now. I feel like it's a good intersection of the barrier to entry is lowering so that more people can afford 3D printing, but no one's really taken the idea into something really big. A lot of people that I know, a lot of people in my circle of marketers are looking to move into physical products. And in fact, I've looked at a couple of ideas and they want to create a business where they have a couple of products they design that they get built in China and for a low cost, and then they ship over and they sell via Amazon or Shopify or other platforms. One of their big struggles is in the modeling phase. So you could become someone who's in between those two spots, especially if you're an engineer, you have some design ability to say, hey, why don't you let me work on the design part before you get any tooling done? This is a really big catch point for physical products. You have to get the tooling machined and you get those pieces so that the parts can get made. And that phase can be quite expensive. And sometimes people, I've seen this, this is brutal. They create a design, it's pretty good. They get the tooling done and then they realize that version one's not that good, they need version two. You can be there and help them design version one. And you, the cool thing is 3D printers now can make stuff good enough to sell. The plastics are hard enough. They're doing more and more technology there. They're way beyond where they were like five or six years ago. You can create very strong designs. And in fact, there's even printers that do carbon fiber printing, which is where they print something that's even stronger than aluminum. It has a better weight ratio. I was watching a television show a couple of weeks ago. It's another one of those shows where people invest. I'll admit it right now. And this guy had 
shop where he creates turbos for cars. And he's the guy who says, well, you know, your business creating turbos for cars is struggling right now. What if we do it for motorcycles? And they bought a 3D printer that does carbon fiber printing. And they just took this guy's design for a turbocharger that increases the horsepower of a motorcycle by 50 to 100%, and they just push print. And the part is actually stronger than an aluminum part that you would normally buy from the store. So more and more, you can even print into metals and very strong materials. So it's not just soft plastic anymore. Now I know, I'm very aware of my audience. I know very few people are actually inspired by the idea to fire up their own 3D printing business right now. So today is about more than just starting your 3D printing business. It's about thinking outside the box and thinking of creative ways to leverage things around you. See, right now, you might even know someone has a 3D printer. They're not doing anything with it. We all have that rich friend who bought one, printed like five things and got bored of it. And you can say to that friend, that buddy, hey, why don't you let me see if I can leverage this printer? Let me turn your printer into a cash printing machine. That's a way you can avoid having to buy the machine yourself, you know, and you just say, oh, let me pay you a 10% royalty or let me rent it from you. Let me try it out for a month. Thinking outside the box, creativity is really the key to success online and finding new opportunities. Every month I make money in ways I didn't think of the month before. It's because of my creativity and my ability to adapt that I can stay ahead. And I can see that 3D printing is something new that's only going to get stronger and stronger. And it's become a really cool way for you to build a business. The more you can go to people and say, let me create your model, that's when you can really make some great money. I've seen what it costs for anyone in the physical space. Okay, this is the next space is my next business model for you is you find people that are creating physical products that are doing inventions, the same people that two years later, they're appearing on TV trying to get their round of investment. The design phase where they go to a design firm that builds stuff out of clay or does all those things, they spend tens of thousands of dollars. I used to watch this TV show about uh, investment quite a few years ago. I think it got canceled. It was following a group of people that were designing apps. I think all of the apps on the show failed. So maybe that's why the show doesn't on anymore. And one of the designs was they were creating a scale that you could put your iPhone on. You would rest your phone on top of the scale, then you would stand on it and it would use the internal machinery in your iPhone to measure your weight, your balance, and a bunch of other factors. And then it would tell you how long you had to live. It ended bleak. It turned into how long until you're dead. But the idea was they wanted to create a scale, like same thing you buy for like $3 to weigh yourself at the grocery store. They wanted you to buy a scale that you would then place your iPhone on so the iPhone would become the brain. They hire the place to design several different shapes for the scale. And before they'd even raised their next round of funding, they owed this place $75,000. And the design, while it looked cool, it did not look $75,000 cool. Design firms, and I understand why they're expensive, because they have 20 or 30 engineers, they're using lots of machinery that's very expensive. More and more design firms will eventually shift to what I'm talking about, and eventually start using 3D printing. It's a way to control cost. But if you can take someone who's good at doing the design and simply needs to turn their design into a demo product, that could be what you do. That could be a place where you fill the market especially if you live in a place where there's a lot of inventors. The amount of money inventors spend is crazy sometimes. I've seen people that are barely making it by spend $25,000 on getting a couple of designs printed out because they don't know what they're doing. And so they think that that price is reasonable. Whereas they can come to you, you can print it out for 500 bucks and it just takes you one day and it costs you like $8. So you've still walked away with like $492 profit. You're still doing great. And 
this could be a really great area to approach. So I would consider looking at meetup groups for inventors or for product creators and designers and start partnering up with those types of people saying, hey, why don't you let me help you create your first round of designs? Let me help you print off your awesome design. So there's a lot of opportunities. I want you to think about every time you hear about a new technology, how you can move it forward. You know, now everyone again is talking all about virtual reality. And that's a technology that I'm not that sure about. I'm going to wait. I'm the kind of person that likes to wait a couple of years before I think about jumping into something. Everyone thinks it's going to be the new wave. But do you remember three or four years ago when everyone was selling 3D TVs? How many people do you know who watch 3D movies at home? Everyone I know has a 3D TV, watched Avatar once at home, and then never used their 3D goggles again. And before we get caught up in this whole 3D bandwagon, right, this, or this whole new virtual reality bandwagon, I remember when virtual reality first came out 20 years ago, there was virtual reality stuff when I was in high school. And people were so excited about that technology, and then it died because it wasn't good enough. My neighbor, who's an expert on video games and expert on technology, actually thinks that until you can get 4K in each lens, the technology won't tip. He thinks that's going to be the tipping point. And he could be dead right. So if you're listening to this a few years in the future, and that was the tipping point, well, my friend predicted it. Before you get all caught up about today's technology, it's really great to look at what was good from last year and how you can leverage it because the cost drops to the floor. I remember when a DVD player was $2,000. And now they cost, what, a dollar, five dollars? You can get them all over town. Technology, once it becomes ubiquitous, the price drops to the floor. Things that we could never have afforded a few years ago are now so cheap. I remember when the first CD burners came out, putting a CD burner in your computer was like a thousand bucks and it printed at a one-to-one. So if you had a 60 minute CD, it would take 60 minutes to burn. And then they got faster and faster. I think the top speed is 48 or 52 times. So then a few years later, for 50 bucks, you could get one that would print that same CD, burn that same CD in three minutes. And now no one even buys CD burners anymore. Technology comes and goes. So we want to look at longevity and think about how we can leverage something for our business. Now, I could be wrong and maybe virtual reality will work this time and everyone will fall in love with it. I think that people are very excited about the idea of it, but I don't hear a lot of people talking about using it every day. Now, the reason, and I know that we're Going off the beaten trail a little bit, the reason that I'm unsure of that technology is because it's isolating. See, the reason 3D glasses didn't work, I think, is you're sitting next to your family and you're all watching a movie, but you're all by yourselves because you're all locked into these glasses. You can't even look at each other. And virtual reality is even worse. You're playing a video game or watching a movie, but you're totally in isolation. So I think that, that will limit the technology. I think that people don't want to be so isolated. Maybe people who are by themselves all the time. But as someone, you know, I've got two young kids. I like spending time with my family. That, to me, I think is a technology limitation. The cool thing about 3D printing, the reason I like that direction for technology, is that the barrier to entry is much lower. Designing software, some program, or an app for virtual reality glasses is going to cost you hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. I don't like that huge expenditure up front on an unproven technology. But 3D printing, the technology has been around long enough that I trust it. You can buy a machine for an affordable price without going crazy. You can then use the profits from that machine to buy a more expensive machine and work your way up until you have that $50,000 machine that you paid for profits from your last machine. And the fact that you can print to carbon fiber and stronger metals now means you can start doing really amazing things with those more expensive machines. And it's print on demand, which I just love. I love anything where I can sell something and then after you've paid me for it, then I go and make it. That's wonderful. That's really the business model we want to look at. So when you're looking at new technology and if you're thinking about going into stuff, whether it's clothes or anything else, this is a great idea. I think that eventually technology will move into more and more print on demand with clothing as well. I think clothing printing is probably five to 10 years away. This is kind of why I'm talking about this now. I'm thinking about wave of the future with you. 
There's direct print to shirt printing right now for designs. There's direct embroidery on demand services right now. They have, those have been in the mall for ages, but now they sell embroidery on demand directly through websites. And in fact, I'm gonna start selling some cool serve to master embroidery on demand stuff, mostly because I want to wear it myself. I wanna create some cool stuff for myself and then I'll let other people have it too if they want. I think that shirts and clothing more and more because fabric, the way it's generated, right? It comes out of a loom. It comes out of something that's very similar to the structure of printer. So you can take a spool of thread or cloth and run something through it. There's some issues as far as cutting or how they'll actually generate the shirt, right? Because shirts right now, you make the fabric and then you cut it. But if you can print out the clothing perfectly in the shape in advance, we'll get there. So I think it's a combination of loom technology and a few other things that will eventually become the wave of the future. And if you're on board now with 3D printing, if you're listening to this episode in four or five years, I think the same thing will happen with printing clothing on demand. And it's gonna become the wave of the future, the on-demand economy. This is a way to understand that technology and to, and to enter new markets without the massive outlay that they used to require. And these are some really cool and very simple 10 different ways you can make money from your own 3D printer. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Serve No Master podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode.